Hello and welcome back to another Euronet Plus Green Deal episode in which we look at that other pandemic which the need for hygiene made us suffer during those coronavirus years, the plastic pandemic. Over the last decade, we Europeans have increasingly thrown our weight behind the drive to reduce plastic waste, on the one hand by reducing our plastic consumption at the outset, and on the other by better managing the waste we produce. From reusable bags to separate bins in our kitchen, we have all developed new behaviors to support the fight. Yet, despite the fact that we are all too aware of the presence of microplastics in our water, plants and animals, and what this means for our own health, it is still not so easy to turn our back on this incredible invention that changed our lives, both for the better and the worse. Brussels may have banned the use of certain single-use plastics and imposed stricter recycling standards, but the pandemic has revealed one major obstacle on the road to a plastic-free, or at least plastic-light world, the field of hygiene. During the COVID-19 pandemic, plastic has reigned supreme. The high plastic content of personal protective equipment means that hospitals have doubled their use of this non-biodegradable material. Lockdown measures led to a surge in takeaway meals and online purchases, which generated even more waste. Indeed, according to the EU Environmental Agency estimates, between March and September 2020, the e-commerce sector used between 11,000 and 17,600 tons of additional plastic packaging, and even our return to the outside world came accompanied by the regular use of test kits. So has the pandemic set us back in our quest to consign plastic to the bin of history? We ask citizens from around the block, who are collectively aware of the problem but struggling to find solutions. Our colleagues from RTV Slow spoke to Katja Sresh from the Slovenian NGO Ecologist Without Border. Plastic is certainly a wonderful material, and we environmentalists are not against all plastics, precisely because of their longevity, their usefulness in medicine, in technology, in transport. Plastic is a great material, but that's why it's so foolish to throw it away after such a short use as we do with disposable products. And let's forget about this epidemic for a moment. Even 60% of surgical equipment is disposable. This is a huge figure and a huge problem. We need to give serious thought to where we can reuse materials or where plastic can be replaced with more environmentally friendly materials. A sentiment shared by Eleonora Yosifova, a waste and recycling expert at Zazemiata, Bulgaria's oldest eco-organization. Here's what she told our colleagues from BNR. The problem is clear. We come across masks in the street. The production of single-use masks and gloves has doubled worldwide due to COVID-19. In Europe alone, over 100,000 tonnes have been produced and delivered since the beginning of the pandemic, which works out at around one mask per person every day. The manufacture, transport and waste treatment of a single tonne of single-use face masks generates as much as 33.5 tonnes of carbon dioxide equivalent in greenhouse gas emissions, says the EU's environmental agency. 
Since the majority of these masks are produced in China, though, a large part of these emissions come from outside Europe. The increase in mask use in Europe resulted in an additional 2.4 to 5.7 million tons of CO2 emissions between April and September 2020 alone, more than doubling pre-pandemic levels. And even higher CO2 emissions are likely in subsequent periods due to the impact of processing mask waste. With discarded masks and gloves everywhere, in our streets, in our rivers, on our beaches, along coastlines and in the sea, experts also report fish and birds ingesting them and animals becoming entangled in them. While many of us lament the situation, what was the alternative? So asks Matteo, a young Italian interviewed by Milan-based Radio 24, who also raised the issue of test swabs. I have often asked myself what kind of impact all these swabs have on the environment, not only the swabs, but all the waste generated by COVID-19, like gloves, masks and so on. In my opinion, the main problem relates to waste separation, since many of these products are made of several different materials, including plastic and non-biodegradable materials, so they might be thrown away in the general waste. This is particularly true for the tests we perform at home, since we do not usually separate our waste as strictly as hospitals and pharmacies do. Being non-biodegradable waste, this is certainly more difficult to dispose of and has a far greater impact on the environment compared to biodegradable waste. Gregor Mikosha, chief coordinator of the R Earth Foundation Clean Up the World campaign, says we really need to step up our efforts to better manage plastic waste in this soundbite shared by Polskie Radio. We are in a unique situation right now. We are in a pandemic. So the overriding concern has been to ensure our safety. This waste, used masks and other protective gear, has protected our safety and our health. But we must learn to manage it better, especially if this situation continues. It is up to each of us to make sure that, in our everyday consumers' choices, we use disposable products as little as possible. In doing so, we will produce less rubbish. On the one hand, we must throw away less waste, and on the other, we have to stop using disposable items. According to a World Health Organization report released in February 2022, The additional medical waste resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic has, and I quote, strained healthcare waste management systems worldwide, threatening human environmental health and revealing an urgent need to improve waste management practices, end of quote. WHO calls for the world to turn its sights on the underperforming aspects of the waste stream and how we produce, use and discard of our healthcare resources at both a high level and an individual hospital level. Hospitals found themselves on the front line of the pandemic, often without the resources they required. Equipment was imported from abroad, leaving a carbon footprint, and care providers were far too busy keeping people alive to worry about recycling. All Portuguese member station Radio Renascença spoke to Marcia Torres, a regional director of the hospital's common news service, she admits that during the pandemic, waste sorting habits went by the wayside. 
em termos de unidades de saúde, as far as healthcare institutions are concerned, the waste sorting and treatment sector is already very efficient. Naturally, after the pandemic, we will have to resume work in this area, namely in good practices related to reducing waste production. This includes awareness initiatives on sorting, which were already happening before the pandemic, which is why we have achieved some results comparable to those of other European countries that are very efficient in terms of waste sorting. After the pandemic, we will have to resume these awareness activities, and there is already a plan to organise this by professional group. During the pandemic period, despite the good practices previously put in place, health professionals have become less rigorous about sorting their waste. Going forward, we expect a smooth resumption of awareness-raising initiatives, which should easily achieve the end goal, namely reduced production and more efficient waste sorting. But hospital waste management is challenging at the best of times. In Belgium, for instance, hospitals are gradually starting to develop plastic recycling initiatives. But it is still early days. In an interview with RTBF, final year nursing student Valentin bore witness to the huge amount of unrecycled waste still going straight in the bin or being incinerated at Belgian hospitals. And things aren't looking up, he says, as hospitals turn increasingly to robotization. Now, in the healthcare field, nursing is unfortunately becoming more and more robotic. We have automatic dispensers for distributing medicines. You go to a small screen to choose the medicine and you see the tablet drop. Puff! like a bottle of water in a drinks dispenser, and it's individually wrapped. Hospitals use this kind of individual packaging, which again causes a lot of pollution, whereas if we left the medicines in drawers and blister packs, we would generate less pollution. So in fact, the robotization of care and the fact that everything is increasingly closely controlled and monitored is causing us to pollute more. Producers and consumers of medical supplies are actively seeking alternatives to plastic, Sandro Storelli, coordinator of the Veneto region's biomedical observatory, told Radio 24. During these years of pandemic emergency, companies have been looking for alternative materials and suppliers, first of all due to the difficulties in finding traditional materials on the market and secondly to develop new personal protective equipment and new products to disinfect surfaces. But eco-sustainability projects also have an independent history. They are driven by the market requesting more green goods and by new rules. According to a 2021 survey on manufacturing, including biomedical manufacturing, conducted by the Padova branch of the National Confederation of Crafts and SMEs, 47% of companies have expressed interest in environmental sustainability and 8% of these are planning measures to improve sustainability, both in terms of their goods and the production processes. Yet in the view of Rasa Tumashevich-Yute, a PhD student at the Vilnius University Life Sciences Center, more environmentally friendly systems and materials capable of protecting hospital staff and patients from infection are currently beyond our reach. She was speaking to Jinyu Radias. 
tai mes galime prisiminti, kad tik pirmaisiais mėnesiais, kai, kai mes neturėjome tų vienkartinių produktų ir kaip visa, visa produkcija iš esmės buvo... Na, Remember what happened in the first few months of the pandemic, when we didn't have enough disposable products. All our equipment was being sterilized then, because we had nothing else to use. Regrettably, when it comes to infections, the reusable model does not always work, and there are medical fields where I do not currently see an alternative to disposable plastics. Other approaches are either unimplemented, underdeveloped, or simply too expensive for our health system to afford. Our Estonian colleagues from Kuku Radio spoke to Mert Erik Martens, the co-founder of Gelatex, a company that produces nanofibrous materials intended to replace plastics. Martens agrees that reusable PPE is not viable in a hospital setting, but he is optimistic that single-use materials can be made more sustainable. If we look at single-use masks, then it is totally absurd that we are told to change them every three hours. We are using something made of plastic and throwing it away after three hours. We have no choice about this because there are no better alternatives right now. But if we are talking about sustainability, then an opportunity exists for us to move towards more sustainable single-use masks. So the pandemic clearly served to push us several steps back in our bid to reduce our reliance on plastics, and we were already facing an uphill struggle. But now that Europe has emerged from the initial panic, there may be glimmers of hope. A growing number of companies are turning to more sustainable solutions while awareness campaigns are already pushing the healthcare world to better manage hygienic waste. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and let's meet again soon for another Green Deal podcast by Euronet Plus.